0: Previously, on reading in church
1: and other distractions. We had a, a community when I was an interim pastor of a church in, in Georgia. They were the teenagers. Um, You've told me about with their own this. Sunday school group, yeah. and and every Sunday they would have a worship time in their mm-hmm. Sunday school time. And one Sunday out of the year. They led worship for the entire congregation, and it, of course, mirrored their Sunday school worship, which meant that three songs would be sung (laughs) every worship. You would sing "Jesus Loves Me," Uh you would sing the national anthem, and you would sing "Folsom Prison (laughs) Blues." Um, (laughs)
0: Exactly, (laughs) Folsom
1: Prison. So, they get up there, and, and they would lead "Folsom," you know. Folsom Prison Blues. What is the
0: story behind Folsom Prison Blues? I, I Blue? have no idea. There was someone
1: in that community that loved that song. Well, and, who doesn't love that and song? And I, I have said many times that it was that experience that changed my attitude toward worship and, and helped me realize that in <laughs> and truth, Johnny Cash. Yeah, God could actually redeem anything uh-huh. used for worship because yes. seeing how this community experience... I've often said worship is the response to the presence of God and seeing how... This community responded to Presence of God in mm-hmm. Folsom Prison Blues, uh-huh. and us experiencing yes. that, it uh-huh. truly was yeah. a worship song on that Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and, and moved, deeply moving, particularly that church was going through a serious worship challenge at the time, so yeah, so, yeah that was, a, that was a,
0: an incredible experience to, awesome. to be a part of that congregation. Welcome to Reading in Church and Other Distractions with Rob and Mike.
1: Welcome back to Reading in Church and Other Distractions. I am Robert Wallace.
0: I am Michael McKeever.
1: And we are doing the text for the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, So the summer is moving along quickly. Proper what? Uh, Proper. Four different.
0: Proper 12. 12. We are on. Do the
1: math. Proper 12. So. It's a podcast
0: uh, and a math quiz. That's right. (laughs) My wife. Make
1: sure and like us.
0: Already a story. Yeah, you have a story. My wife turns the clock ahead. When? Uh, any clock. It's, you turn it a few minutes ahead, then you're always running ahead.
1: Unless you know it's ahead.
0: Yeah. I say that it's not a clock, it's just a math problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's made you really good at math, I it?
0: just have math to do as I'm running
1: late. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, send us an email question. We'll do the mailbag at the end of uh, this podcast today. Yep. And,
0: uh, all one, all
1: reading one mail. In church at gmail.com. I so hope that uh at prodigy No, CompuServe no, <laughs> no, uh no, Link. at gmail.com. Yeah, that works too. Uh anything that we need to, to talk about? We have Genesis twenty-nine and Psalm one oh five, uh Romans eight, twenty six to thirty-nine. So beautiful passages in Romans yeah. today. Climax. And then uh, Matthew thirteen, uh thirty-one
0: through thirty three
1: and forty four to fifty two. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, so we're working fairly uh consistently through some texts yeah. for the for the lectionary. Quite quite consistent and pretty good. We're gonna jump around a little bit, when we get a little bit deeper into Romans or further into Romans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not promising we get deeper. Uh,
1: it's been pretty deep. Yeah. Romans has been awfully deep. Yeah. Yeah. So someone that I'm related to by marriage has been complaining about the deepness of Romans. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yes. Well, yeah. Joined the- I believe her exact words were, for God's sake, give me an Ephesians. <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> her lips to God's ears. I've been in deep water, too. I've only tread water so long.
1: Oh, my. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, are you ready
0: to go? Sure. Genesis 29. 15, yeah. 28. Then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me what shall your wages be? Now, Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely, and Rachel was graceful and beautiful. Interesting translation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can remind us. Jacob loved Rachel. Yeah, it's not obvious from verse 17, this <laughs> preference. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Is he the one who suggests the seven years? It is. Ah, okay. Okay. Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I should give her to any other man. Any father-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, Wow. Well,
1: if I don't give her to you, I'll have to give her to somebody else, so fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, why not? So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. That's beautiful. I mean, that's
1: just beautiful. Isn't that
0: beautiful? That's beautiful. (laughs) He worked a lot harder. I mean, uh, Isaac just sent a servant, and he came back with her. Yeah, that's true. Because he had some... uh, jewelry to share and stuff. <laughs> you know? Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go into her, for my time is completed. Now, that's a romantic moving <laughs> on. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and he went into her. Laban gave his maid Zilpha to his daughter Leah to be to be her maid. When morning why is that in there? When morning <laughs> came it was Leah. Did you say Leah or Leah? Uh, Leah's
1: fine, Leah is fine, although I'm a Princess Leah myself. Princess Leia. I would go with okay. Leah. Yeah.
0: And Jacob said to Leah, what is this you have done to me? Did I, not serve, did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, this is not done in our country, giving the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week for this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Labed gave him his daughter, Rachel, as a wife.
1: So we begin to see which side of the family Jacob gets his personality from. So
0: yeah. That's, yeah.
1: That much is obvious here.
0: So this is obviously some very different uh, cultural practices. Let me ask you a question. You've lived in the South. Right? <laughs> I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> Throom, but <boom>. but <laughs> even there, marrying your
1: twin cousins. Oh, you know uh, the shots fired. <laughs> marrying cousins. Uh, the students love it when I call Ape, uh, Laban his uncle, father-in-law, uh, which is which is the relationship here. <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
1: we do have another case where we have the patriarchs doing something that is expressly forbidden by Torah.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so, if, if if one of the things that I've always thought of that gave a little bit of historical weight to these stories is how they aren't superheroes. That they no. aren't superheroes of the faith at all. In fact, you have them doing things that later on would be violations. <laughs> uh, like, for example, marrying sisters uh, not, who are no, your cousin.
0: <laughs> now, your typical origin story. First
1: cousin sisters that he marries. Um, mm. I commented on the translation there, 2917, Leah's eyes were lovely. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Soft, delicate, weak is also mm-hmm. the traditional translation. So most people say uh leah was weak of the eye but rachel was graceful and beautiful um there are a lot of ways to go weak of the eye i mean eye. yeah she could be weak on the eye you know she ugly uh or it could be <laughs> not easy on the eye <laughs> no could... okay i've heard a lot of things that that her eyes were were delicate she couldn't see very well couldn't so you know she's well. always squinting that's well, that rachel.
0: would be a nice turning of the tables mm-hmm. i mean he doesn't realize yes he, does. he doesn't see but yeah yeah
1: and uh, then there are were, there were some that suggest her eyes were blue, that uh, that's oh. what it meant by a oh. delicate or softer system in a, in a Semitic culture, that hmm. brown would be more typical, um, that that might be it. Um, I, I think they, they were likely built the same. Let's just call it a hunch. Um, how how does he marry the wrong woman is this question I'm always <laughs> getting. Um,
0: now, let's go back to those ambiguities in the text. What do you do if this becomes an issue in your church? <laughs> <laughs> Take a firm doctrinal stand. Yeah, I think take a
1: very firm doctrinal <laughs> yeah. stand is the way to go. That's the way. That's the way most people play it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great uh, Talmudic addition to this story. I, I usually don't go with the Talmudic additions; those I don't normally consider scripture. <laughs> but this one, I really like.
0: Are those like a multiverse in comics? Uh, it's it, it, it's like a it's <laughs> cool, like no, fanfic. You know, okay. <laughs> it's like okay.
1: it's it's adding to the story, right. giving us the backstory. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the morning, when he wakes up. Um he, in, in the Talmudic additions to the story, says, uh, confronts her about okay. this right. and says, how could you, while we were in the throes of plash, passion, claim to be Rachel? And the Talmud says that, Ray, uh, that Leah looked back and said, how could you go to your father and claim to be Esau? Um,
0: you're going to say. Hairy man. No,
1: no, no. Esau. <laughs> Which I, always, yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that turn back. Uh, it makes Lee a lot stronger in well, the story. Well, they're kind of
0: explaining the joke, aren't they? They are. I mean, they are. that would be a normal. I mean, that would be a, a good reader would make that kind of inference. Should. A couple chapters. Yeah, yeah good readers.
1: Should good reader. make that kind of reading.
0: The author, the the people who edited or whatever, composed it or canonized it, would hope that you're making these That you're seeing right? that. It's not that long of a story. Right. That no. he pretended to be his brother no. and now he's right.
1: he's deceived yeah. by a sister. Sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, we get the reversal here. We we have that Jacob loved Rachel, but we do find out later Leah loved Jacob, um, and it's uh, and it's Isaac
0: who can't see. It's right? it is Isaac mean, who's yeah, blind. Yeah, 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 it's Isaac who's blind. I'm always forty five seconds <laughs> behind what you're talking about. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um,
1: and it turns out in the story, we find out later on that though Rachel loved Jacob and Jacob loved Rachel, God loves Leah. Um, wow. Because, uh, Leah <laughs> so is the pop, one bro. whose, uh, womb is opened. Um, and is able to give Jacob children. And it's just heartbreaking. We, I was looking ahead. We're not going to read these parts of the lectionary, but in, in the, I mean, you know, Jacob takes that. We're going to be a great nation thing. Personally. We're he's just reading do the straightforward
0: parts of the lectionary. Yeah. Nation. Right. Right. We're not reading <laughs> the other parts.
1: And well, he, like this story, he, um, he's, although he loves Rachel, when he finds out Leah can have children, he spends some time with Leah. And every time she gives birth, it's this gut, just really gut-wrenching verse that'll say, maybe this son will make Jacob love me. Maybe oh, this man. son will make Jacob Gee. love me. You know. Yikes. And uh, at one point she even has to bargain for, she has to buy a night with yeah. her husband from right. Rachel. She gives Rachel yeah. a, a a cure for, not, well, uh, a... A, uh, a mandrake? A, yeah, mandrake cakes, yeah. This sort of... Uh, what do I want to say, wives' tale kind of cure for for not having babies. This is messy. For barrenness. It's yeah, oh, it's just, I mean, I, I always tell students, you know, you imagine what happens. I mean, you've seen what happens when two girls like the same guy. Now imagine they're sisters. You know, that's kind of where mm. we are in this story yeah. here. And uh, it's complicated. Now, uh, Leah ends up, I, I said that God loves Leah because he opens her womb, but uh, it is actually Leah through whom... Uh, Judah is born, uh-huh. who of course is the person who becomes the father of okay. David and Jesus. Ultimately. I
0: was wondering if you're going to qualify it, so, but God loves Leah. God, God does love Leah. <laughs>
1: um, and even even more interesting, I mean, it, this as heartbreaking as it is to read the Leah narrative all the way through, and it is, it's just terrible. Um, Rachel dies in childbirth with Benjamin, and as a result she's buried not far from Bethlehem. Mm. And it is Leah yeah. who ends up buried in the tomb, the family tomb in Hebron, with Jacob. Okay. So at least in death, she wins. Uh, in death, she gets to be Jacob's wife. Okay. Um, at the end of the very end of the story, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Rachel, yeah, and there's Rachel this does. big,
0: there's this big uh, kind of cul-de-sac in the security wall in Bethlehem. Where, what's that? Yeah. Oh, that's Rachel's tomb. Yeah, Rachel's tomb. It, yeah. We made it on the other side of the wall. Right. Now in that in this culture, which would be more heartbreaking. Um, not having a child or not being loved
1: uh it would be the same thing same thing yeah a, a woman's ability to uh contribute to society was defined by her ability to have children yeah. you know and what she does for her husband and so that would be a sign of love I mean I think that's why in the the Hannah story but Samuel, she's
0: she's fruitful so she is fruitful is it still tragic that they don't have oh I, I see love? what you're saying I, see what yeah. I, I meant loved by God I'm sorry yeah,
1: yeah. um yeah that's a good question um yeah.
0: Some kinds of tragic. I, maybe,
1: you know, on some on some level, I wonder if the ancient reader reads this as Jacob's an idiot. The, yeah. You know <laughs> <so> Leah's <laughs> the one who's having children. Why are you in lo- my Bible the <laughs> yeah. this,
0: the topic the section heading says Jacob's Jake, an idiot? Jacob, I mean I
1: wonder because <laughs> you know, here is this you know, one wife that can bruise children mm-hmm. and one wife that can't, and he's Right. And then there's
0: you know, a lot of comedy stories about this guy's an idiot. He's right. He's in love with the wrong person. Yeah. Literally. I
1: wonder. I um but you actually helped me on this a great deal. That, that uh, the students were complaining one right. day when it seemed that God loved Leah simply because Jacob loved Rachel, mm-hmm. and and you said, well, you know, that's God's always with the people that aren't chosen.
0: So now, just like God, <laughs>
1: he's, he's always on the side of the ones who are outcast.
0: It's classic God,
1: huh? and uh, that is classic. Classic God move. It is, and I thought, wow, that's that was very insightful. Yes, God is. Yeah, always on I wasn't the side so were,
0: into it like your class. I could just kind of like. Pop in, it's a big, pop in, <laughs> see the big picture. Maybe sometimes, yeah.
1: God is always on the side of the outcast,
0: <laughs> like I'm always doing, right? Sure, sure. Weekly. sure.
1: Insightful, <laughs> weekly doing these things. So, yeah, I mean, Jacob is not exactly nuanced in his expression of love for Rachel with <laughs> his father-in-law. Give me my wife that I might go into her. Um But throughout the story, yeah, he's the two of them are the same personality. I mean, later on, Rachel is the trickster; yeah. uh-huh. she tricks her father. Um, and when, a, when they sneak out, after he's been there 20 years, they sneak out at night and um, go on the way back. And on the way there, uh, Laban realizes that the household gods are missing. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was necessary for status or maybe commerce or something like that, oh. these things you would keep. And so I think Rachel stole them. Jacob didn't know that Rachel stole them. Yeah. And so Laban shows up and said, I didn't even get to say goodbye to my daughters. You snuck out at night. And by the way, where are my household
0: gods?" <laughs> by the <laughs> way. Yeah.
1: And Jacob's like, well, I'm sorry you didn't say bye to your daughters, but you can search the camp if you want. I mean, I yeah. don't have your. Right. And so now Rachel's in trouble because, you know, she's got. The... So she puts them in a bag and sits on it. Yeah. And the the men come in and say, we want to look in the bag. And she says, well, I'd like to get up, but the way of women is upon me. I'm on my period. And they're like, you know what? You can just sit there. That's yeah. fine. You can yeah. keep that bag. That mm-hmm. bag sure is now. And uh, then when Laban comes back and finds out the gods weren't there, Jacob just lets go. I mean, it's like the longest speech he has with uh, Laban uh, after that's happened. And that's when they do the whole Mizpah, the Lord watch m- between you mm-hmm. and me. We're apart from one another, which most another people have as a story. wonderful, sweet little <laughs> thing <laughs> on their wedding it's invitations. You know, when, huh? when basically yeah. Laban is saying, when, god's not, when I'm not there to watch you, God will be watching yeah. you. Yeah. So God treat people you. right. So yeah, that, Rachel is as tricky as Jacob is as Laban is. I mean, yeah. he seems to seems to be a personality trait among the family, the, the guile that they seem to have. This is an but, interesting uh, story. But yeah, it's a it's it's strange in so many ways. I mean, it really is. I mean, Leah has some kids, and then Rachel says, "Well, wait a minute. I mean, maybe maybe I can have children through my handmaid, since you know I haven't had children." So yeah. she gives uh, her handmaid um, Bilha to. To Jacob. Bilhah has kids. Leah says, well, wait a minute, I've got a handmaid. And so she gives her handmaid to Jacob, Zilpah. Zilpah has kids. Then Leah has more kids. And then ultimately Rachel does have Joseph and and dies in childbirth with Benjamin. Um, She wanted to name Benjamin son of my mourning Hmm. uh, and weeping. And uh, Jacob says, a terrible name for a kid. That's a terrible name. So we'll name him son of honor, son of my right hand. Yeah. So...
0: Anyway. So why did they mention in the on the marriage night, they mentioned Zilpha being Zilfuh. given to yeah. Wyatt. I don't
1: know. Huh. I throw that one in there.
0: But is this so strange? I mean, isn't it true that no matter how much you plan a wedding, something's always going to go different than you expect? Gosh, I hope you know? not,
1: because I'm doing two weddings in the next something's few weeks. Always, so. Well, just relax, because something's
0: <laughs> not going to go perfect. But, you know, it's your special day. Still enjoy it, no matter that's, what happens. I,
1: well, I think that's the lesson of this that's story. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's think, the takeaway here. here. Sure, sure, you married the wrong person, but that happened. But this is your
0: day. Don't forget that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Lighten up. Anywho. Yeah, pretty straightforward. It's kind of like Proverbs, just straightforward. (laughs) Right, (laughs)
1: right. I do love the, I'll work for seven years for your daughter. So he works for seven years and then gets married. Then when he finds out he's gotten the wrong one, he's like, oh, well, you know. We don't do that kind of thing around here, but yeah, I suppose if you give here. me a give me another seven years yeah. and Jacob's like, fine, but I get the wife, I get the woman first this time. So is, after his is honeymoon that is over, worked? he got.
0: So I was going to ask you, so complete this week.
1: Yeah. And so then after the honeymoon over. week is over, after the okay. marriage week All is right. over. I
0: wasn't sure if that was a week of years. They had
1: years. two weekends okay. of okay. marriages in this family. Okay. Uh, one at the end of seven years and one at the beginning of seven so years. So there's no over.
0: ambiguity that a week could be another seven years? I don't think A think week of so. years? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a ripoff. So <laughs> I was gonna say that would be an awkward seven years. It would. It would be a very awkward. Got to work years. late again for your dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen years later. Yeah, he ends up staying, and then he stays on another six years with Laban because Laban realized that Jacob's really good for business. He yeah. uh, is a, a effective administrator and. Uh, every time he tried to negotiate a deal, God yeah. would bless Jacob's crops and or, all Jacob's animals. Tricky and, with so. those
0: twigs he's feeding. The, he is. So the I cattle. Mean,
1: God is behind all of it here, blessing Jacob through this whole process. And so after 20 years, Jacob's like, you know what? We're going to have to sneak out of here because we're not getting any place. So
0: that's what he does. Yeah. work another year when I got another wife yeah that's true that's true seven years is the way to go maybe that's maybe that's why he left (laughs) (laughs) there's some subtext there we're not gonna let it we're not gonna let (laughs) we're not gonna tease that out I am out (laughs) of here I don't even want to know about that third daughter
1: oh man (laughs) we're getting deep anything else you want to
0: (laughs) man I've gotten into so much that's not there I probably should just (laughs) cut our losses (laughs) move on can move to Psalm 105.
1: All right. All right. This one of mine Is it's it? It's a book four Psalm, yeah.
0: All right. All right. Psalm 105. Well, I'll do selected portions of that. Wow. Is yeah. it
1: that long of a... It's a very long Psalm, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to...
1: First 11, 11 verses and j- then the, the end. Jump
0: ahead a <laughs> bit. Okay. Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wonderful works He has done, His miracles and the judgments He uttered. O offspring of His servant Abraham, children of Jacob, His chosen ones, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He is mindful of His covenant forever. Of the world that he commanded for a thousand generations, of the word that he commanded for a thousand generations? Different question I would ask then. Yeah. The covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. And then we skip to the end. Yeah, yeah yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the
1: Lord. <laughs> So end of book four, um, it's a part of a series of three psalms uh, that have often been grouped together, 104, 105,
0: 106.
1: Uh, I mentioned on the podcast previously that the very first hallelujah we have in the Psalter is 104. Uh, 104, 105, and 106 all end with hallelujah. This is so the first one This here? is the second one. Ah. This is the second of Oh,
0: them. this is 105. Yeah
1: the uh, 104 you'll remember is a celebration of god's creative power and his work in creation um where people were just and and things okay. that he yeah. made okay yeah right. um 105 is a celebration of god's creation of the people okay so i mean these are both both of them strong emphasis on god's energy god's act it is god who is the one who is working in in this um, and in one oh five, there there is absolutely no discussion of how people responded. You don't get even the celebration of the faith of of Abraham hmm. or the faith of of or lack like of of Jacob or anything. You you just have God confirming this promise, God giving these things, okay. God working this, God yeah. doing this. It is all at the at the moving of God. Strong emphasis on the patriarchs. In fact, this is probably the the most uh, you see of a, of the ancestors in yeah. the Psalms, really? Um, mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. Small mention in other places, but that's about it. Hmm. Um, Seventy-eight and one hundred five and one hundred six are three historical Psalms. Okay. Um, it's it's probably the closest you see Israel come to an epic poem oh. that celebrates their history in those in those three uh, genres there. And and one hundred five, as I say, is wholly positive look at God, look at his committed love, look at his promise, look at his word for a thousand generations, look at all the great things God has done. And then 106 comes along and says, look how you people suck.
0: You have screwed up <laughs> okay. since the
1: beginning. You screwed up in Egypt. You screwed up in the wilderness. You screwed up when you got in the land. You people are screwed up. I mean, that's wow. basically
0: 106. Uh, it's So it's, read this one on July 4th, right. <laughs> save that other one and don't read it. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's a, a pretty, uh, hmm. Um, a pretty up. This one is, yeah. uh, as opposed to 106, which is up with people. C- certainly not. So, um yeah. What did you see? That's that's my. Well, when you started talking
0: about the, all of creation is 104, 105, I yeah. was thinking, oh, the people, like kind of like Genesis, it's all creation, and then it's the creation of humanity. Mm-hmm. But they skip ahead to no, the people right. is real. It is. It's Abraham the people. and his offspring.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so very yeah. much. So strong focus on covenant, which I think is important because. In book four, the setting of book four is going to be exile, like post-exile. And so the people are without land. They're without home. They're, you know, without, in many ways, wrestling with identity. Mm -hmm. And so this is a song. You know what? We need to remember this song. We need to remember God's faithful promise. We need to remember it. So it's probably in the midst of that context, that occasion that you see them. Looking to you know, we need to remember Abraham
0: and his promises. You know, this is kind of reminiscent of how Paul starts Romans nine, which we'll get into next week about wow. saying, "Well, well, then what's the advantage of being an Israelite?" You oh, know? wow! And uh, it kind of rehearses these all these great oh. acts of God. What do you? What do you? Wait,
1: do? We're doing that next week. Next week. That's funny because of the next three weeks. Next week is the only week we're not doing one hundred five. Oh, they, <laughs> they do right? one hundred five oh, okay. on, on okay. next week and two huh. weeks from now, but. Okay. Uh, uh, we're yeah. doing a different one next week. Oh, I can't remember right. which one, but I okay. do. I thought that was interesting that one of five's doubled up. Hmm. But uh yeah. So there is this uh celebration of God's covenant with the
0: people. Yeah here. Yeah. So what are we missing in uh, eleven through forty five? What does it get into more detail? Um,
1: yeah, it's it, there's a there's um more celebration of God's faithfulness throughout history. Sure. I mean, you know, it's it is God's faithful working in all of this.
0: So for the sake of the podcast, we're not going to read that. But in church, you want to read all of it. Oh, you know it's a great mean? song. Well, it's a long song. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's a long song, <laughs> but it's a good one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, those are happy. If you need happy psalms, you know, one hundred four, one hundred five. Those are good okay. things. Not a lot of awkward questions. Uh-huh. Just a lot of okay. You know, isn't God amazing? He created this whole world. Isn't God amazing? <laughs> he made these people. You know,
0: if you're yeah, if you want to get the audience going, if you're a guest on a talk show, it's like. Yeah. Is this the greatest people ever or well, what? Am I right? Who's with me? Who's with me? <laughs> this is the best
1: audience I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Easy, easy
1: applause. 106, on the other hand, that's mm. when things get mm. uh, a little bit dark. That's when they say, give us Barabbas. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. People keep asking for Barabbas. What the yeah, heck is wrong cut, with you people? Cut to a commercial and suddenly the guest isn't there. Yeah, that. that's awkward. But yeah, this is this one's very up. Yeah. Um, so I, don't, I don't know of a lot of translation stuff here that we could talk about. I mean, obviously covenant is mm-hmm. important. It is fascinating that you notice the covenant that you're revisiting is Abraham here. Um, you see at the end of book three, the Psalm 89 really in some ways is is just an existential crisis when he is wrestling with Davidic covenant. Right? God, yeah. you said David would okay. be forever. Mm-hmm. You said yeah. David would be on the throne forever. Yeah. Why isn't you yeah. thought forever things were forever? Why is it? Yeah. And, and so Davidic covenant, very important, really up to 89. Hmm. And then after that, throughout book four, and this is sort of the, the point of my dissertation, throughout book four, you get emphasis on Sinai. You get emphasis on Moses. Okay. Um, of the eight mentions of Moses in the Psalter, seven of them are in book four. So this return to an older than David authority figure, okay. a return to Torah, where I, I think in many oh, ways, Israel had placed so much... Uh, just vested so much in Davidic covenant that they thought, well, oh, this means we'll never, oh, we'll never be destroyed. We'll be, okay. we'll be great. And then when they were destroyed hmm. and book three is wrestling with that destruction, you come to the end of it going, God, I thought, I thought it was forever. I thought forever things were forever. Right. And so their attention turns back in huh. the book four Psalms, I think to Sinai, to Moses, and then here, even ultimately to Abraham in the very beginning of that story to creation. And then to, Abraham, and then in 106 to drive home the point. You know, the problem is you people, right? I mean, you know, it's not God; yeah, it's not God okay. that screwed this thing huh. up. It's you people who screwed. So I think that's sort of why we're building this at the end. This 104, 105, 106 that's trio of psalms here at the end of book four. So that's that's my canonical reading of the no, it's good of the text. It's
0: good. How oh, crisis, you know, corporate or personal? You got to go. Got to go backwards. Right. You've got to retrace your steps.
1: Right, yeah. I think it was James Sanders who said that only and only an ancient authority helps in crisis. There's no new words. Uh, you, you can you have to go back uh, to an ancient authority oh, to speak,
0: huh.
1: uh, and in a time of crisis to hang on there. Huh. Um, so it's I thought that was it's an interesting observation. Yeah. So yeah. So you go to Moses. It's not mm-hmm. David as king. It's God as king, which is why you get all those Yahweh reigns okay. in Book Four. Hmm. It's not David as king anymore. It's Yahweh is king. It's not. Davidic covenant, it's Sinai covenant. It's okay. Moses who is mediating that. And so, yeah, I did a lot of work on that. Obviously, I can, I can is rip off that for Very
0: a while. interesting. So. Uh, do is there? And so we're going to read about Jacob resting with God next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there any variation on how they use Jacob Israel in the song, in the psalter?
1: You know, I've never looked at that. Because,
0: hmm. um, you know, they just use it kind of, verse 10, that's just, isn't that essentially just a synonym at this point mm-hmm. in this psalm anyhow? Yes,
1: it's a yeah. it's synonymous parallelism, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, Jacob is the one person in the Bible whose name gets changed and he never, it never sticks. Yeah, It's uh, okay. the one nickname that doesn't, I mean, you know, we never call Simon, Simon, he's always Peter, yeah. right? Saul yeah. is still always Paul. Um in the Old huh. Testament, Hosea is always Joshua. We never think of his first name. Nobody mm-hmm. even knows he had a first name that was changed. Um, So all these people that get their name changed when they when they encounter uh, God, huh. Jacob is the only one who, I mean, it's like, your name shall be Israel. And then <laughs> no the next chapter, him. so Jacob goes yeah. out to meet Esau, and then three chapters later, God says, your name shall be Israel. And then he's <laughs> Jacob. still Jacob, right? <laughs> it's like... He just never quite lived <laughs> into that name hello
0: my but, name is jacob Keith the name israel the name, the name keeps falling keeps off falling off of him because he <laughs>
1: never gets that name just never sticks so and in here you see the same thing you even use it as this parallelism here
0: huh yeah yeah that is interesting we'll
1: talk about that name change next
0: Okay. Week. interesting
1: So you ready to let's look see. at Romans eight? These are the Romans these are great. 8. These are the when people talk about the good verses in Romans. This is these are the that's verses. not oversell it. Let's, I'm gonna I'm uh, not, let's not create is, expectations. This is awesome.
0: Right. Romans eight. We just read it without commentary. Twenty seven. <laughs> just let it stand for itself. <laughs> we we'll just pause for a few minutes.
1: Good mm. stuff. Uh, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, in order that they might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say to these things? God is for us, who is against us? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long; we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: I'm going to put some some moving background music behind this as you read it because it's like it's only appropriate. Like it's. This is, as uh, at, for a for a person who's very gifted rhetorician, this is the high point, I yeah. think, in all the New Testament. No kidding. In this, terms is Paul's, of Paul. this is Paul yeah. at the top well, there's of the There's nothing you can here, really huh? point to beyond this. And, and, uh, and uh, 35 through 39 is likely a chiasm, uh, beginning and oh. ending with uh, the love of... Jesus Christ, our uh, God, in Christ. Jesus, who will separate Lord. us? Nothing will separate us. Yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, and then then all these things that you know that won't, won't separate, separate us. And the center is uh, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors more than through Him who loves. That's us. neat. I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. very chiastic. So you get this tattoo, do you want to do an inverted parallelism on your? Oh, okay. On your deltoid or wherever you're going <laughs> you know, to locate this.
1: I keep most of my muscles safely packed yeah. inside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I you know I have the Lord's supper on my back, so I don't have room for this. This would <laughs> be good. I wish kind of wish I had.
1: Lord's Supper do you Thought ahead. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. More and more of a gospel's guy. <laughs> I
1: love this. This this uh thirty eight and thirty nine, of course, some of my favorite verses. Uh, you know, one of the first that I memorized, you know, when I found them. I thought, Oh, I need to know these. This is mm-hmm. you know, this is mm-hmm. such good passage. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is bringing to culmination
0: what? I have no idea. Oh, okay, dang, I tried. Weeks. Weeks like this is you know, the the big picture and part of the big picture. Um, life in the spirit, most recently life in the spirit, as opposed to that other mode of existence in the flesh, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, eclipse suffering and travail mm. and, uh, and, and groaning and, uh, and, uh, hardship, all these things, all these things he lists, hardship, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sort, that can mean up to it, including martyrdom. Yeah. Those things aren't going to separate us from the love of Christ. Uh, These are realities for this church. So within this sweeping picture of what God is doing in the world through Christ uh, and this new life, the very life which raised Jesus from the dead, which we're participating in even in the now, although we don't experience in our fullness, it doesn't mean we're not going to experience these things. Mm. Another another verse that people uh, the go to verse is uh, 28. 28. We yeah, know well, that all things. Work I got a together story about this. Okay,
1: um, a friend of mine years ago got me a list of Christian top ten lists. Um, so they're great. They're they're hysterical. They're they're really okay. really good. And one of them was um, Job's top 10 pet peeves <laughs> and you know, it was, you know, high cloth, high cost of sackcloth and ashes and you know, all these things that goes through there. And then the number one Joe pet peeve was people who keep quoting Romans eight twenty eight to it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: that is good. It was, it was well done. <laughs> yeah. It was well done. Yeah. So, when you're on the ash heap. Right. And scraping your, your scraping your boils, boils with, with broken
1: pieces of pottery. Sure. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, all things work for the yeah, good, Joe. Hey, yeah, this is going to, you're going to get even, well, it did, right? You got well, even a, better kids. That at that,
1: the end. got some replacement kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, his his friends, their sermons in some ways could be boiled into a lifting this out of okay. context kind all of right. idea, many of the words. You know, you know, God, God, he'll bless people. He'll test people. Yeah, he'll bless but you. Then, He's, but then, I mean, look that's out. Here comes very a Very much Bildad <laughs> and Zophar's attitudes and all of that.
0: You know who um, didn't quote this verse to him? His wife.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Just die.
0: She was number two on the list.
1: <laughs> you know, his wife, I know this isn't what we're talking about. His wife gets such a hard time. But I, I defend her on a regular basis saying, look, I mean, she is, I, I had a student once say that that was part of uh, Hasatan's testing there was yeah. he left the wife. Yeah. That was another element of the suffering. Yeah. The ultimate. But the, that she was, I said, there is such a thing as suffering so bad that you don't want someone you care about to go through it anymore. I mean, there is, okay. the, you can't actually, yeah. death can be okay. an act of mercy right. at times. That there, there are worse things than dying. Okay. And and for her to look at that. and
0: <laughs> On this sea job. <laughs> exactly.
1: And then so for her to say, you know, why are you, hold, and she acknowledges he has integrity. Why are you holding on to your integrity? You're not going to win a fight against God. Uh-huh. Just curse God and die. You know, just please, just, you're hurting yourself. Um so that's the way I'm going to read her. Okay. Um I did have some one student write a paper once comparing her to Peter uh in huh. um when Jesus does the 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 son of man's going to Jerusalem is going to be yeah. crucified, yeah. you know. Okay. And Peter says, "No, this is never going to happen." Okay. Um and he says, "Get behind me, Satan." That 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 she that her okay. in his mind, her a uh, naive understanding of what was happening. Yeah. Is the same as Peter's naive understanding okay. of what was happening. Yeah. I thought that was it was an interesting read. It was an intertextual read between
0: the two of them. Okay. And, he didn't and that doesn't him. mean bad intention. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like right. when po- Peter pulls the sword to defend Jesus, that can be looked at heroically, right? But it's misunderstanding,
1: right? But he's missed the point. Jesus, right? His mission. But anyway, what do you fix eight twenty eight for us here?
0: Well, it is. Yeah, fix, come on. fix this Bible this, for us. Fix this. Please fix this beloved m- verse for I'm us. Misusing, I Mr. fixed twenty nine eleven. Mister scholar, egghead, you fix eight twenty eight. And By mi- fix, do you mean ruin? Is that what? Yeah, ruin. That's what I meant. <laughs> Well, it might ruin it for your, your your greeting card, but it might make it better for life. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that that uh, observation is that that's not necessarily true. Yes. That's, that's true. not necessarily, nor is that like uh, where Paul going. Okay. Talk about taking something out of context. <laughs> I mean, this is a, the huge, as I said, a sweeping, comprehensive story. And and then he's just gonna. Oh, by the way, you're probably gonna get a better job <laughs> when you lose you. Right. This is saying what the good is that uh, uh, is what he's just talked about in Romans one through eight in Christ. Mm. What God is doing in the world. That doesn't mean that all things are good, but all things are working. Ultimately, God works in that toward this this ultimate good that He's going to bring about and bring to consummation in Christ. Okay.
1: So is that the so so I guess is the good in this chapter summarizing the chapter seven good with creation or excuse me, the earlier chapter eight good with creation and being restored and people finally getting it together and living into their calling and all of that? Or is the good what's about to come this love of Christ that's not separate I mean what is what is good in this
0: in it the is first. the stepping back, the the, the whole the, the whole, whole story the whole of enchilada. Here. The whole enchilada. <laughs> yeah. That was the other way. I think yeah. that was the first draft in this. Yeah, letter. right. To uh, use a, uh, all theological term. The good of the whole you enchilada. Keep your eye on the whole enchilada. Yeah, it is. It's the big. It's the big picture which we tend to both. Uh, in, well, we individualize it. Yeah, well, of course. To our own we. circumstances. Right. It's only we only go through bad things to get better things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, ultimately, if you're, if your eye is on the enchilada <laughs> that, that this huge thing, this huge promise type burrito. I'm allergic to Could yeah, mine be okay, a burrito. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, it, it is. If you are tracking with, if you're reading this in context, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. I mean, it's easy to take it that way if you read it out of context, but the reality is he's going to say, these things that don't separate us from from Christ.
1: Yeah. These things you're going through.
0: Yeah. That yeah. That's part of all the, the all things. The things that are working yeah, toward God to and including martyrdom. Yeah. Well, yeah, ultimately it is going to be, all of that is going to be worked toward a glorious future for all of us in Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the, the, the good that is going to come about by participating in Christ and mm-hmm. his resurrection and renewal of creation. Um, it is not some magic verse you can take out to fix every every bad thing. That is actually secretly a good thing in disguise. We have hyper individualized this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you- there is no one who would have read this in the first century who would have thought of my circumstance mm-hmm. and my. Oh well, look what God did for me in this. Paul was right. No, I mean because he was to talk all of the for those. I mean this yeah. is a plural verse. That, yeah. You know, for yeah. as as a body of Christ, yeah, we are moving toward good here. Yeah. Uh, and God can redeem these terrible things toward good, right?
0: Though, yeah, the yeah. the, the plural nature. No, probably people of all ages have had that bent to have self interest. Obviously, oh, sure. sure. But this, if we're identifying with rhetorically where he's going in the story he's narrating, then that would, that's really a turn down a cul-de-sac that doesn't really go anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But that, I think that that God's grace, another reason why we might read that is that we have lived that out where bad things do happen. Mm -hmm. So that's a good message. Bad things happen and really they work out amazing. I had no idea it would be that way. Um, so that's a, that's not a bad message, but this is the wrong verse, right? Okay. Don't preach that message from this verse. Yeah.
1: I I want to say, don't ever, don't ever underestimate the good that God can bring from the bad. Yeah. I mean, God can redeem. I mean, God can create creation out of chaos. Don't Mm -hmm. ever underestimate what God can do with, with the crap that Mm -hmm. humanity gives. No. Um, but you're saying, don't use this verse to preach yeah, that message.
0: Yeah, that is to do that. That's like you know, kind of holding up your thumb to block out the sun. It's like you're kind of missing the yeah. big. Yeah, you can see your thumb really well, but there's a, there's a bigger thing going here to in view. Yeah, so quite the uh, quite the crescendo.
1: That is, this was this is a big crescendo. Yeah, this is yeah. a great. Maybe I'll chapter. use
0: some John Tesh music. It's, as someone described it, it's crescendo intensive. <laughs> I could probably dip it anywhere. And get Soundtrack something, something from John
1: Williams, perhaps. You know, okay. something big. Yeah. You know. Really? Um,
0: I'm thinking next time we get to a lament, I should bring my guitar in and do some some slide e blues minor. while you're doing yeah. while you While it. I read it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. For those who don't know, Mike is an exceptional guitarist, uh, blues guitarist.
0: Oh, he just has the blues a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> one I mean or that. the other. He's <laughs> he's paid his dues. <laughs> He's yeah. he's good at it. All the things work then. together; it'll make you a better blues player. Pay <laughs> your dues.
1: Wow, Ouch. that's from the glasses half full department. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ranks right up there with Joan as Well, Ooh, that was close. I almost drowned. <laughs> that was
0: close. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, you could just celebrate this. I mean, this this is a great section. I love this, especially yes. thirty five to mm-hmm. thirty nine. It's just mm-hmm. so good.
0: Yeah, it's just amazing.
1: Any anything here that you saw in your work uh, that was sort of Exodus e? Because I didn't see it.
0: Oh, you know, I didn't read. Uh, right, I figured. Oh, okay, uh, you had enough on this one. <laughs> I figure there's so much to talk about. That I, I probably better not study. <laughs> better not study. Up. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's that a good one. Pre- Good preaching tip. We wonder why <laughs> wonder study up. Why our students are the way they are. I'm starting to put my
1: finger on it.
0: Yeah, I'd better not. Look at what the people say about this. One of my
1: provosts used to say that. that he said, You know, the longer I'm around the faculty, the more I understand why the students act the way they do. So uh. it was a great line.
0: Well, I wanted to read it, you know, in the context of, yeah, of and eight, of eight. And, and if you do read it, they often, it's like it's dominated by peripheral discussions. Yeah, it is. That, like, you have to spend lots of time explaining why it's not there. Okay. Wow. And so we won't talk about any of those this week. Okay. You we could, uh, going to keep our eye in the middle
1: rather than so. define the edges of our conversation. I think
0: so. I think, That's a yeah. phrase you
1: came up with years ago that you applied in numerous circumstances. That I like, what lot. is it? Again? We're gonna focus on the center and not define the edges. I said that um, you oh, did. Okay. You were talking about. <laughs> I'll, the, I'll claim that you were talking about the faith at the time. But uh.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people who look at turnout and outward and like let's defi- let's define the edges. Very, you know, like with the laser. It's yeah. like you know, let's all face the the core, the center, yeah. the common core. Ooh, that's not a good. No, that's, that's not us not phrase that. <laughs> that's us phrase it. That, that, that way. was small C's. <laughs> small <laughs> C's. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, about being divisive. My mm. goodness. Uh, just yeah, celebrate this chapter. This is a
1: good chapter to celebrate. Amen.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, we recognize that. First yeah. reading ever as a Christian. You'll re- recognize recognize yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my anchor right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And hold on to that through the storms and whatnot.
1: Yeah, thirty eight and thirty nine were has have gotten me through the storms and uh, whatnot. Okay. Plenty of whatnot in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: mm mm-hmm. And some you- of this is it's spiritual, spiritual buffeting, and, and terms that they they conceived of, mm-hmm. of creation, and and which would include the spiritual realm, and it's it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. You know, this list is all encompassing. And uh,
1: is there something to the way the list is put together? I mean, is there? You talk about being rhetorically organized. Is there uh, extremes? I mean, I, I see the life and death, but
0: it seems uh, like you're more in the in the in the spiritual realm or the 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 really. Um, Large scale, so life or death, angels, rulers, things present to come, height or depth might reflect how he's thinking about those yeah. principalities and powers, the sorts of things that. cuz uh, so I was thinking,
1: in terms of you know east west, sunrises, sunsets, uh, uh-huh. that using and I forget that there's that literary term for it when you use those two extremes, A to Z, yeah, like Alpha Omega. Well, and that's probably.
0: That's probably doing more than one thing with okay. the height or depth there. Okay. Nor anything else in all creation. Have I covered everything? Is that yes. everything? Yeah. In case is I forgot everything? something, everything. I've kind of intersected with this reality in all kinds of angles. You know, every facet is covered here. It's kind of like, what is that psalm where it's like, what about the moon smiting me at night? Yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> got it covered. Don't yeah. worry about that. We're good on that. Yeah. We're good. It's like that. Yeah.
1: Great. You want to turn to a parable then? Sure. Matthew 13, 31, 33, 44 to 52. Okay. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heavens like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heavens like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Did you get the recipe? The one yeast, three measures of flour. That's a lot. Uh, The kingdom of heaven... You're a baker, right? I've gotten better. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field at which someone found and hid, and then in his joy he goes and sells all he has to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On the finding of one pearl of great value, he went and sold all he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught Fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, put the good into baskets, and threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. Angels will come and separate out the evil from the righteous, and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, that same furnace. Mm-hmm. Have you understood all of this? They answered, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I sure thing. I'm tracking. I'm straight tracking straight with forward. you, God. That's uh, right straightforward. Yeah. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who's been trained for the kingdom of heavens like a master of his household who brings out his treasure what is new and what is old. Out of his treasure, what is new.
0: Okay. Right. there's a lot
1: of little metaphors in there
0: there's a lot yeah and, and Matthew tends to collect them together these parables that are some of them are unique to Matthew and others are just gathered together he kind of does things topically. Yeah, yeast
1: was my nemesis for a long time I, I did mm-hmm. a lot of baking and a lot of cooking mm-hmm. and struggled for some reason with yeast and uh, a part of my sabbatical reward my wife got me a Class in the city. Oh, that's city. right. Yeah. Was and that I last went year? Down, it was this January. And oh. uh, I went down and um, did three hours of baking with yeast and uh, beat it into submission. And, uh, and yeah. on your
0: spell, like you're writing my struggles with yeast. Is my struggles—that's the book. That's the book. The book? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeast colon the the fungus, the finicky fungus. That was the <laughs> <laughs> that was the
0: I my saga. It.
1: But uh, no, I, it, I'm better now. We had Calzone night. I've made breads and it's dynamic and, and unpredictable. Sometimes. It is. It's yeah. And one of our colleagues who also loves to bake, um, former dean of architecture said to me that i she didn't know what my problem was yeast were just like kids you feed them and you know you mm, watch them and mm-hmm. everything's fine i said what kind of kids do you have that that's the case <laughs> I mean, I mean, just, she didn't have tro- trouble she's she never did. had problems with yeah. yeast oh, yeah. it's always been yeah. been natural and so i've always resented that but now
0: now I can. a lot of people give up on they're very good cooks but they don't but i don't bake and they throw yeah. their hands up but yeah. i'm I don't bake
1: so That's I, a lot of great chefs. They never bake. I've gotten to where I, I can get by now. Wow. So I'm feeling pretty good. My cinnamon rolls, my sticky buns, mm-hmm. my uh, baguettes. Sometimes
0: focaccia. it's the thing that initially defeats you that you, that you really master.
1: So I'm I've, I've feeling pretty good about my yeast situation now. So three <laughs> measures of flour in the low yeast. I was, three measures I was, is a lot. It like, seems is, like a lot of yeast this is flour. It's a feed
0: 100. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and I don't know if it's the same measure in Mark, but it's a 50-pound <laughs> lump. Wow. Fifty pounds before it's leavened. That's a lot of. How big is that going to be? That's big. So we're talking about, we're talking about extraordinary growth here. Okay. Extra- extraordinary potential. Although some people don't get into that. They they. Uh, um, I have a, I have an acquaintance. I know him through a really good friend and through a common professor. And he's a world class scholar. And I do I do read what he writes because I know he's read everything mm-hmm. in antiquity on a subject. So if i want kind of a reference i go and see what he's but he kind of uh, he he talks about it being yeah that's about as much as a woman could need it's like no that's a no. that's a comical image that's about as much as one woman could need and it feeds a hundred <laughs> it feeds a hundred <laughs>
1: We're She's beyond the friends. realm of
0: the normal daily baking here. Okay. Well,
1: all of these things are extraordinary, right? You've got yes. the extraordinary mm-hmm. tree and the extraordinary bread, and then the pearl, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know all these fish.
0: And so, so the job of the preacher is to make them unextraordinary by finding some <laughs> uh, factoid from antiquity. <laughs> he says, well, you know, there's a whole, there's a gate inside the gate, and the uh, <laughs> the camel passes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's- some parables are meant to like kind of shadow your your thinking or reorient you and tease your mind into really um, working through this. So this is these first two in particular. I'd say that you get these these things of growth, of dynamic hidden growth, is probably the common okay the common theme there in the first two with the yeah. the seeds and the yeast. Actually, I did the children's. I did we did the Karen Karen. My wife and I did the worship service. Oh neat. Um, and so we divide it up, and she doesn't want to do the children's story, so she leaves that to me. <laughs> I always do the children's story. I
1: think that's that's good casting. I do. <laughs> yes, I, I know.
0: Yeah, on, on the one hand, I was I was very mature, and you would have been proud of me. I was doing announcements at the beginning, and I had the Major League Baseball disclaimer <laughs> but I didn't read it oh, because good. I'm maturing. Good. Okay, I was going to say that is mature. you cannot, you know. Reproduce or rebroadcast the service without that <laughs> sure right, bro- permission. I didn't do that. Okay, I okay. I can edit it myself sometimes. Good, good. So, but I did do the children's story, and I brought in the uh, apple and the apple seeds, mm-hmm. and I was talking about seeds, and I, there were five seeds, and I had them count them, and said, you know, I think I mentioned this. It's not a biblical proverb, but um, one that one of my professors always used to say, who was a a. Uh, Former missionary in Africa, he would say, "Anyone can count the seeds in an apple, but who can count the apples in a seed?" Mm. Right? Have I said that on the you podcast? I, I don't may have. That. That's oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's because mm-hmm. then it's like because you—it's a real question. It's it like, is. What does that mean? And I had a range of kids, but oh, they're all—they're all well under ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, they got it. They yeah. got it. Yeah, they say because that—that can become an apple. That seed can become an apple. Yeah, and and before that, it becomes a tree. Right, and uh, that tree produces every year a hundred apples or so, you know, or more. All of those have numerous seeds, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I said, and then you find an apple evangelist. Do you guys know Johnny Appleseed? Everyone knew Johnny Appleseed. I didn't know if they still. <laughs> you can find an apple evangelist like Johnny Appleseed or Steve Jobs, and pretty soon <laughs> the potential. Sure. Yeah. So I've got two. I've got two sermons going on. Right. Okay. I've got, I'm quoting politicians and and Steve Jobs. And so people tell me afterwards, I said, oh, Mike's doing the, uh, Mike's doing the chosen I better lean in because I know he's not going to break stride, (laughs) but there's a message for the rest of the congregation. (laughs) It's the most important sermon. Oh yeah. It's the one you remember.
1: That's the one everyone remembers.
0: So they got it. They got it. I said, this is who, who is, who is Jesus talking to out in these little villages um, and these little crowds way on this countryside, what do they do all day? Mm-hmm. And the kid goes, they plant seeds. I go, yes. <laughs> Jesus saying the kingdom of God is like your day job, <laughs> which, is wow. both, which is both mundane and routine mm-hmm. and dynamic and explosive and mysterious. So the thing about a seed is you put it and then you have to wait and you don't, doesn't it doesn't seem like anything's going on. Mm-hmm. But there is this dynamic Excuse me, and sometimes hidden growth that mm-hmm. has this huge potential, and so you take the normal mystery miracle of a seed, and you just kind of uh, amplify that in these in these parables. And the same thing with yeast, right? He's mm-hmm. <laughs> stuck about explosive growth.
1: Turns out, my major sin with my yeast was I wasn't patient. That yes, was the biggest problem that I was would having. be, yeah.
0: But, uh, I th- Eugene Peterson uh, said the biggest sin. <laughs> Of Americans is lack of patience. Yeah. That's that's probably right. That's interesting. For someone who's read the entire Bible and thinks about, well, what? translated the entire Bible. I was to say, how many years did it, it take it? for him to yeah. translate it? Yeah. So, you
1: know, you've got to. Yeah. That's is, why we don't do single person translations anymore. One of the reasons okay. is, my gosh, it takes forever to do it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. How long does it take one person to translate all of the scriptures? That's
0: an amazing task, isn't it? That is
1: huge. It's, wow. Well, I mean, I'm only translating the portions I'm quoting and...
0: That's already, it's gotta do something to you over time, though. Every day, get up and every do day that. You
1: get up and start translating. Yeah, that's. I always found it interesting the people who the the insights that come from the people who actually had their hands on the text. You know, mm-hmm. the, what Jerome thought about yeah. the apocrypha. What Luther mm-hmm. thought about the apocrypha. It's like, wow, the two people that actually had their hands on the yeah on, yeah. Everybody who's making the argument for
0: their inclusion. These are people who translated, it, because people weren't getting that. Yeah, those are people yeah. who translated them.
1: Yeah, The the, <clears throat> the people who are arguing that the apocrypha wasn't quite the same were the people who had their hands on the original language and yeah. the people who wanted it included were the people who okay. never just read it right. in translation. You know yeah. I mean? Like, like Augustine. It's like, oh no, We love those. And Jerome's like, yeah, but I don't think they're quite the yeah. same, you yeah. know? And uh-huh. it's like, all right, uh-huh. I'll put them at the end. I and mean, that's basically what both he and Luther did is yeah. I'll put it at the end. Right. But the, <laughs> you know, the people who actually had their hands on the text uh-huh. and the way that the insight that, I, mean, I always tell the students, if you finally can read the Bible in color, you know, there's depth, there's, yeah. you know, there's mm-hmm. shade. Mm-hmm. There's, Meaning that, and, and usually it's not, and you get clarity, but usually it's not the clarity you thought you wanted. It's usually clarity about yeah. something else. So. Yeah.
0: Primary, primary sources. Yeah. I think I might've told this story, uh, but it still sticks with me. Um, bank tellers, the way they used to train them to recognize mm. false notes. Mm-hmm. Bank tellers, we have to kind of explain to our audience what that is. Remember, there used to be people who lived inside banks oh, okay. and they called them bank tellers. And there used to be yeah. this thing called paper money. Wow. And sometimes the people would try to counterfeit it. But what they would train people, most of the training is handle lots of money. Oh, real money. Handle, get a feel for money. And then when the wonky thing comes along, it's mm-hmm. a bit hinky.
1: Well, you're losing me with the with the jargon, but okay, I'll stay with you. Or the hinky
0: thing comes along, it's a bit so wonky. wonky. Yeah, um, they you notice it. it's like, wait a minute, this you doesn't know? feel right. It doesn't feel right. Put it at the end. <laughs> Just put it at the end. Put it yeah. at the end of the stack. Yeah, that's the way they do it. Nah, that's the takeaway there. <laughs> if you're dealing with counterfeit, mix it in with the other <laughs>
1: So the message of these parables.
0: Well, the first two, I think, is about dynamic growth. Okay, and. uh Hiddenness and, and patience okay. and that don't despise small things. As I said to the small people last mm-hmm. Sunday, I said, said small things become pretty important. And yeah. uh, I, I started the sermon by talking back, back to me in my sermon. I said, what are some small things? I talked about a pebble in your shoe or, or little things that, that are consequential. I said, what are some small things? And someone said, a baby. I go a baby, that's good. That's a small that's thing. good. And, Don't I d- plant I had the to baby make a Christian. And yeah, Jesus was a baby.
1: I remember. <laughs> that seemed just six <laughs> months. Ago. That baby
0: Jesus grew, grew up, up to be, be Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> really? I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: Homer Simpson. We come back. It up. To- yeah, that's Homer. <laughs> Go, we, we come back to more apocalyptic yeah. to explain mm-hmm. the apocalyptic mm-hmm. like we had last so, week. So he's
0: gathering uh, parables that are, that are found different places in, in, in different gospels. These two are more unique, but it is coming back to the, uh, um, there is this process, this, the mystery of the kingdom is both its hiddenness and dynamic growth, but also the mixed nature of the kingdom. Mm. This is this mixed nature of things is doesn't defeat the kingdom in, in Matthew. Okay, like, and, and they worshiped him, but some doubted, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, ultimately this mixed nature is not something we fix, but it is uh, the angels of God are going to sort things out. This
1: would seem to, I mean, we had this conversation last week. This would seem to me to support that the the bad are within the church. Yeah, because um, you know we yeah. talked last week about that mm. reading that says that, that the the good that the question was are the good the church and right. the bad mm-hmm. the challenges to mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. or are the good and bad within the same same thing? In the context of the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven, it would seem mm-hmm. that the kingdom of heaven. I mean, we're getting good and bad fish in the kingdom of heaven. In here, it would yeah, seem and to the me, kingdom of
0: heaven is not always synonymous with the, the church. church. Yeah, it's not. So this thing, this thing that God is doing, and sometimes He's talking about the church, and sometimes not. So I think we might still have a bit of ambiguity. Okay, so
1: some, What is the kingdom of heaven when it's not the church?
0: It is the whole way that God is interacting in the world, and this mysterious uh, uh, experience that the Matthew's church is, is encountering. That why are there all these Jews who don't believe? Yeah. so many thousands of Jews who yeah. believe, but then there's there's unbelief. Right. How does that come about? And uh Isaiah six is often a, a go to the blindness mm. that has come mm-hmm. upon Israel. I think uh, I think we talk about that perhaps next week or yeah romans nine eleven yeah so um, yeah, um so it could be stepping back, okay. and of course right. he, these are shifting topically, so I hadn't thought about it this week, but that that's a good question to uh come up with. And and the end might be a little bit more kind of uh, autobiographical, or mm-hmm. this is his understanding of kind of uh, the author. This is this this is not a bad description of what Matthew is doing as one who is a a scribe and is reading uh, scripture mm-hmm. in a way that both. Anchors it in the old but brings out new things and that's reads a good, That their is a story, really good yeah.
1: definition for Matthew, isn't it? Yeah, that, you know, takes he's a scribe who's brings out treasure. What is new and what is mm-hmm, old? You know, mm-hmm. Takes what is old and has it read in new ways. Yeah,
0: that's and, nice. And I was
1: I'm thinking of all the the Old Testament quotations in yeah, Matthew yeah. in that regard.
0: Well, when we get into Romans nine next week, so I forget how many quotations there are from Scripture. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it is a, I'll talk about it next week a little bit about this diversity in Judaism that I think there's not this this uniformity, but actually there's a diverse Mm -hmm. groups of Jews and they're all reading their particular story through scripture Mm. and they're highlighting different things in scripture. And, um, that is sometimes we think there's this uniformity with this formula for you. Mm -hmm. You put the scripture and you crank it out and use this Mm -hmm. formula, and everybody believes the same thing. Right. It's like, uh, you can't point to anything in history where that's ever happened. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, there's more going on. It's, it's a bit more complex than that. And uh, the reality was that uh, how Jews in Jesus day, Jew, Jewish sectarian groups, they're reading scripture and encountering and pulling out mm-hmm. verses different in different verses. So see, he's yeah. a he's a scribe who who does that to explain. Here's what here's what uh, God is doing. And look at there is an anchor back here in the text, mm-hmm. and he's going to pull out. Mm-hmm. Some scriptures that interesting, both highlight the old, the old and the new. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, you want to do the mailbag? The mailbag. Yeah, here, uh, I'll give you the, the, uh, the mailbag. Of, what's that? Is that a zipper noise? The, that's uh, what you had. Or why do we have a zipper on the mailbag? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it would keep it safe. Yeah. So are you, you want me to read the question since yeah, read this the question. one's more uh, um, addressed to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Mark from Hanover Park. Uh, in, that would be Illinois. In the Pauline epistles, there is a whole lot of talk of flesh and spirit. In my readings of the Bible, I do not see these categories anywhere else. Considering Paul's tendency to heavily contextualize the gospel, i.e. I've become all things to all people, I've come to think Paul is using the categories of docetism in order to speak to his Greek audience in a way they would understand. Can you point me any reading on this? Am I totally missing the boat? Can you share your thoughts? Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, well, he's that's an astute uh, reading um that when you look at Paul against the body of the rest of the New Testament no one talks about flesh and spirit as much as Paul does right and and nowhere more than in Romans 8 and uh Galatians probably yeah. you know now the
1: ascetics were an early christian right. heresy who yeah. said Jesus only mm-hmm. seemed to be human rather than right. actually being flesh
0: yeah and so that's kind of looking at greek a greek aspect of greek culture that worked its way into the th- Biblical theology, which is really not consistent with mm-hmm. the biblical view. So, do, do We could just say Greek, Greek philosophical mm-hmm. or anthropological thought. And um, I think Paul does engage that more because Paul is one who's raised in, uh, as a diaspora Jew, mm-hmm. as this cosmopolitan education, but he he's consistent with the biblical. Um, not making that dichotomy between something good and something bad in our in who we are and as spirit people, and as flesh. human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about it. He's, he, he's consistent with the biblical view of the unified view of humanity that right. all is good. Right. It's what's happened. Well, this fallen, the sin thing has come in. The fall has come in. Mm-hmm. He wrestles with that,
1: and God can redeem the material, mm-hmm. redeem the, the right. matter,
0: right. Boy. And so we've touched on this um, in other podcasts that sometimes we slip into that as Christians. We talk about carnal Christians and spiritual Christians. And for Paul, those are two categorical differences, like the difference between the man in Romans 7 and the man in Romans Mm -hmm. 8. Mm -hmm. A life determined by the flesh or a life determined by the spirit. Those aren't things at at war necessarily within you. Mm. Um, So Paul is consistent with the biblical understanding that it's really not an, uh, uh, we're not a mixed bag of good and bad um, or uh, some pejorative or negative view of material creation or mm-hmm. our own bodies. Mm-hmm. But Paul is coming at that having been raised in a world that, that does talk about it that way. Yeah. So I think those are more um, those categories are more readily at hand and he uses them but he uses them in a way that's very consistent yeah. with the rest of the Bible. If if a, um, a Greek Talking about it, might talk about it differently, uh, mm-hmm. and might might adopt those views and talk about what God is doing differently than Paul. That wouldn't be consistent with the rest. Um, so Paul is, though he's raised in a world that's very different, he's very consistent with the larger view. Yeah.
1: But he does use terms that end up being uh, co-opted by these groups. I mean, I think about Marcion's yeah, right. love of, and he, you know, is a Gnostic. Is um, and I think Docetism is just a form mm-hmm. in some ways of Gnosticism. Um, Paul's Paul's writings were his favorite, and I think because in some ways yeah. you could mm-hmm. you could make his things right. resonate with those
0: ideas. Right. Um, I think I think both Paul and John are casting their net wider than say someone like Matthew. Yeah. More to include the uh, the Hellenistic world and using some of the categories of thought, although not using the system of thought or the presuppositions. Yeah. So he's engaged. They're both engaged in the world, and both of them are used by. Heretics, okay, or yeah. people who are who are um, outside of Orthodox Christianity, outside of the Orthodox biblical view yeah. of, of uh, God's creation and or yeah. or human, you know, anthropology, human understanding. Islamology. A good a good uh, source for this, he has to be a source. I'll send this along to him. I think um, there there are big books written on this, right? Particularly um, in the early seventies. Um, there's kind of the outflow of a more sophisticated linguistic understanding of how do we study words or concepts mm-hmm. in the scriptures. So there is there is a, one of the – I don't have this dictionary set, but one of the the big dictionary sets is the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Kittles, right. It's like 10 or 12 volumes, yeah. massive. The Old Testament guy has yeah. it and the New Testament right. guy does not yeah. That's what I've discovered. Yeah. Just well, now. I've got it on my computer. But, oh,
1: oh, sorry. Um ooh, ooh. It's got What's computer. interesting
0: <laughs> about that? A big—it's like the size of an encyclopedia. You know, it's, it's about yeah. a yard or two long, and um, that takes a long time to write those. Yeah. Well, that was written during the transition from uh, we study words um, outside their context, or we—we're unbeknownst to us, we're doing that. Yeah. And then there's the uh, a more sophisticated understanding of words in the and, middle of the thing. Yeah. So the first few volumes aren't as good as the rest of the volumes. Well, the first few letters. It's like, oh, there's a lot of mistakes there. And then it's like uh, James Barr wrote, mm-hmm. what is it? some Semantics of Biblical? Mm-hmm. Something or other.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that.
0: And then there's some dissertations that start to flow out of that. And then the two, the two best-known ones are from Robert Jewett, who was at uh, – Northwestern, was it at McCormick, the seminary there? Mm-hmm. No, it's not far from there. Yeah, I think he taught at McCormick and then at Northwestern. And then Robert Gundry at, mm-hmm. at Westmont, who mm-hmm. gave me his office. Yeah. Um, um well, going to get into Robert Gundry's stories. Who They're <laughs> kind of having a little dialogue. And okay. so there's a couple of uh, books from the 70s. Once you realize that people are writing whole books on this, then you have got to find a, an encyclopedia or a dictionary that covers those. Right. So I've looked at more recently at the Dictionary of Paul and His Letters, which is part of a series yeah, IVP. from my university. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and those are that's a great series. Mm-hmm. They cover kind of break up the can- New Testament canon. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they go into the, yeah, they go the Old Testament old too. stuff yeah. too. Yeah. So it's still still going and they're already updating some of the early volumes. Those are great resources. Um, so Paul and his letters, I would say, is more of an uneven um, volume, but it's a good overview on flesh. Look up flesh okay. there and it's a good kind of overview on how people's thinking has become a bit more sophisticated, but also the range of ways that Paul talks about it. Um, it's like when you look at a word in a dictionary and it has, you know, five to ten meanings obviously those meanings take their, um, significance from context right. and Paul's uses his in a very context sensitive way. Like we use words and, right. and flesh is no different. So flesh can be both just a natural part of God's creation. Um, finite, mm-hmm. the opposite of God in some sense, create mm-hmm. cre- creaturely, but can also be flesh as opposition to God as, uh, somehow entangled in this, this, uh, this sin, this fall that is mm-hmm. Paul is unpacking in, in Romans. Uh, so it, it becomes a, uh, a synecdoche. Uh, oh, good word. Yeah, like a, a part for the whole, mm-hmm. you know, or the setting becomes the... You'll die by my hand. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm going to kill yeah, you. It's not just my right. hand. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> yeah. hands on deck, you know. It's right. not the little hamburger helper <laughs> 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 glove. That's right. not going to
1: help. That becomes representative.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is... Uh, it's used like we use language. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think Mark is picking up on the fact that Paul is uh, is a very cosmopolitan, uh, diaspora Jew who's, mm-hmm. who's raised and knows Hellenistic thinking and is engaging their categories. Okay. okay. So we got to, but in a way that's that's context sensitive, yeah, but consistent with the rest of Scripture.
1: Well, thanks for that question, Mark. And remember, yep. if you want to email a question, uh, readinginchurch at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, listen through the summer. Continue on since we're apparently not taking any time <laughs> we'll off. we <do> our best, <laughs> although we
0: are up against a, some a big time. Tra- we're both out of town. We'll travel see. Travel we We're have to
1: to do this, but we'll, we we'll do what we can to, to keep I hope we don't lose my stories. These are one of my favorite stories in Genesis. I oh. don't want to skip those. Oh, okay. My stories. So, have a great week. Blessings. Blessings.